and welcome back to the, the Yamcast. My name is Erica. And I'm Chris. And we really enjoy leading young adults. So that is what we do here on the Yamcast. That's what stands for Young Adult Ministry. Yes. So if you're here for vegetables, you're going to find some yams. Yeah, if this podcast was merely about yams, uh, we went into the wrong line of work. Yes, that we would have work. one podcast. And that would be it. If you do want to talk about yams, or literally anything else, and I would really like you to talk about anything, anything else. else. Talk to us, social media, the Yamcast, or email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. And we will get back to you sometime in the next entry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. I mean, we're going to try. We're just not perfect. Sometimes that happens. So uh, we're recording this episode, and our goal is to talk about a really fun topic that I think matters a lot to young adults, whether they realize it or not. Mm-hmm. And it definitely matters for campus ministers because you are trying to do this and you're probably asking a ton of questions about what does that look like? How do I accomplish this? Such and such. So the topic of the day is? Discipleship. That is correct. And so we are going to talk about discipleship. And in order to do so, we uh, perhaps mistakenly decided to bring uh, (laughs) someone who, when we started this podcast, texted me and said, what's it going to take to get on that podcast is what he texted me. He happened to be in the building today. So really, that's all it takes. That's you have to, be, to be here. You have to be available. <laughs> uh, so from the fine state of the cheddar, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the cheddar and the beers, uh, we have a, a guy that I had a chance to disciple actually in the state of the cheddar and the beers in Milwaukee. Wow, it's like full circle. Yeah. And so I had the privilege of leading both of you when you were in youth group. Yes, you Which did. is why we wanted to have this conversation. You also both have worked with me as I've been an adult, and I've watched you both work as adults and watched you disciple people. So I want to have this like multifaceted conversation as fast as we possibly can. Yeah, it'll be good. About discipleship. So hi, Jared. Hi, guys. It's good to be here. Appreciate you uh, responding to my text message in a timely fashion. I mean, it, it was, was within a century. It only so. took 13 months, but we got you on the <laughs> podcast. Good. And to be fair, anytime my friends start a podcast, I usually send the exact same text message uh, to each and every one of them. And you're the first one to actually allow me on the, the podcast. So, thank so you. let thank you this that. be the, the clarion call to all the other podcasts. Listen to us first before you decide what you're going yeah, to do. Right. Yeah, this is, my, uh, this is my, my starter right here, my resume, the booster. Alrighty, let's let's fill that resume out. All right. So let's start with what is discipleship, Erica? How do you define it? So, a disciple is a, a learner, yep. right? So they are underneath someone else, learning from them. So this is in many areas of life. So I, I even think of like apprenticeship. You know, when yeah. you would be learning a trade back in the day, and you would literally follow the, that person around to learning that trade. Same thing with discipleship. You are following that person, thinking back to the 12 disciples, following Jesus around, I mean, soaking in everything. I mean, they lived together, Mm -hmm. which granted, we don't necessarily have a lot of that degree of discipleship today, but that is the idea, that you are with them all of the time, learning from them and and trying to be almost become them in a way. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, totally. I I love that. Jared, what is discipleship? Yeah, when I think about discipleship, I really think about... um, this relationship aspect, this uh, all the way back to uh, this. <laughs> Chris is making making signs in, with his mouth right now. You said that we don't have time for outtakes, so this is great. To, Let's keep going. Here. I think about relationships. I think about the fact that a discipleship uh, 
there's different models, but I think what we see clearly in Scripture is we see all the way back, really, um, the Shema, the, the the teaching your children diligently, uh, teaching the law of God to the next generation. And really, you see discipleship is this um, outworking of people instilling truth and, and faith into other people. There is an aspect of someone as a teacher or an instructor and a, and a learner or a student, but really this this uh, almost relationship where they're they're just kind of doing life together and mm-hmm. they are um, allowing spaces for wins and losses and, and failures and, and, and coaching and mentoring all wrapped up in one. And specifically in, in the church, it's really ultimately where disciple, discipleship is, is we're all trying to become like Jesus more and more. And so um, obviously um, that's not about an age or or a position, but we see mature believers really instilling um, faith into the next generation of other believers. And so when I think about discipleship, I think about relationships. I think about um, this this beautiful example of, of example setting for one another and thinking about ultimately the goal is becoming more and more like Christ. Yeah, that's good. You know, when I think about discipleship, yeah, I think learner. I think lifestyle, I think of somebody who's deciding to not live the way they used to live. They're looking for someone who's going to mentor them to move Mm -hmm. in a totally different direction maybe than what they have. So there's all different ways that that kind of gets spelled out. But when we're talking about faith, and this is kind of where we're going to head with the rest of the conversation, but we're all pointing to Jesus, like, like Jared just said, but we need, yes, a more mature person who's going to lead us and guide us in this. And so really their job is just a conduit. They're the... They're the individual that's kind of pointing us to the ultimate ideal and at the same time then saying, okay, that's what we're aiming for. But in order to get there, here's what I'm practicing to get myself there. So I'm praying. So here's how I want you to pray. Or here's what I'm doing to read scripture. I want you to read scripture. And so we at this church, we talked about it in one of the podcasts weeks and months ago at this point. We talk about loving God and his word. We talk about loving others. We talk about being dependent on prayer, dependent on the spirit. We talk about living a life uh, that is dedicated to worship and living a life that bears fruit. And so we are looking for individuals who are interested in following Jesus. And then that's sort of the guide or the grid in which we we move the conversation forward. So uh, I'll start with this one because I'm older than you guys and and I had a maybe much a, older. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> a, a little bit different experience than I. I'd love to start this one because that'll actually impact you guys' stories a little bit. Um, so the way that I was discipled, I came to this church uh, as a 16-year-old who was really, 15-year-old who was really w- wandering in a number of ways in the faith. And I found people that loved Jesus. And so first how I was discipled was my youth pastor. His name is Mark. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. Kind of led me to start to see that maybe there was a bigger vision for my life than what I'd even had, which was super helpful. And then I had a number of individuals, one of them named Aaron, one of them named Micah, and then a bunch of other students in the youth group as well that came alongside me and said, this is how we are practicing this. So they showed me, this is how we share our faith. This is how we pray. This is how we're reading God's word. This is what we're doing. And so how I was discipled was both by an adult that really was speaking truth into my life, but then a number of young people my age who had way more time than the youth pastor did, coming alongside me and saying, okay, this is what we're actually doing to follow Jesus. So then the, the secondary part of this question, so how are you discipled is the first part to answer that. And the second part is, were there different phases of this? And I, I've already admitted this in the podcast, but there were a number of points in my life where I realized I'm not where I want to be and I need someone to kind of direct me in a new place. And I had amazing mentors and disciples along the way who have done that. Even people that I was discipling do this mm-hmm. for me. 
So part of the reason why I wanted to do this with you two and why I wanted to go first with this answer is there have been a number of ways in which Jared has spoken truth into my life and it's actually changed my trajectory in a really helpful way. Same with you, Eric. Like there have been so many times, even as we've been preparing for this podcast or as we've reacted to an episode and wanted to go back and kind of tweak things a little bit, I've so much appreciated having your both voices in my life to kind of guide me. So it's been really fun being as old as I am. You're welcome, Jared, for pointing <laughs> that out. Very, very old. Who not only has had a chance to disciple people, but actually gotten to the place where I've watched my disciples. If, I don't even want to say it that way. That sounds so preposterous and ridiculous. You know, like, well, my disciples. But the people that I've had a chance to disciple come back and then speak back into my life and change it. So that's, I mean, that's really cool. So yeah, there's been a ton of different phases of this. Jared, what about you? How are you discipled? And then what were the different phases of discipleship for you? Yeah, so um, because of the Young Adults podcast, I, you know, I, I kind of had the same youth ministry experience you had. So yep. just kind of there's that. But for the Young Adult portion, um, you know, I think specifically in the context of me going to Trinity undergrad, the same exact time you're going to Trinity Seminary, mm. uh, Mark uh, said, hey, you you really should look up Chris. He's going to be there. And I think we met at an oasis and kind of talked about what life would look like. Yep. Just kind of entering a discipleship relationship. Um, and he and kicked you out of your internship. He absolutely did. Yeah, he said, it's time for you to go to college. Here's a scholarship and a cardboard box. And um, see ya. So then he hooked us up. Yeah, yeah and that was, and that was, that, that's really kind of how it happened. But then in that, um, there was a number of, of details that I remember. One being just authentic communication and just conversation. So I think with young adults right now, it's easy to want to be ambiguous and be hidden. Mm -hmm. So having someone in my life who is like, hey, like I'll never forget, this has nothing to do with Jesus, but we were walking from the chapel to the library and one of the most, I think, just influential statements you made in my life um, in a discipleship moment was you said, this is an exact quote in context of furthering my education, Jared, there are much dumber people than you who have a master's degree. And I remember thinking, what a compliment. I know, I know, but, but, but understand the, the, um, the, the, the black cloud over my head when mm -hmm. it comes to education for so long that I was like, right. holy cow, I think he's right. I actually I think, I, I, think yeah. I really could. Mm -hmm. And that was a disciple making conversation because you were someone I was like, you know, looking at, in just in my mind, excelling in all these academic, you know, situations. So I'm like, oh my goodness, if he thinks I could do that, then I probably could. But secondly, as a young adult, there was an older guy, right, who said, um, not only come and work alongside of me, get paid uh, in Buffalo Wild Wings, um, right, to be an intern, but I'm gonna let you <laughs> come on Friday and stay through Sunday, and and we're gonna do life together on the weekends, which. Now, oh my word, I have a six-year-old daughter. I have a wife who we just celebrated 10 years. I'm thinking you were kind of in that that situation, only maybe your kids were a little younger, where every weekend you had a young adult at your house living on your couch, eating your food, um, yes. stressing you out, eating your food, making you laugh, eating your food, <laughs> and like doing all those things and realizing there was a sacrificial element to that that in the moment I didn't, I didn't understand because it – I, I was a kid. Hmm. I was I was 20 years old, and all I was thinking was, I I want community. I, I really believe that God will use this friendship, and I really enjoyed that time. But I realized with with discipleship, there was a cost of discipleship on your end, not really on Heidi's end, and yeah. um, that it was an example to me and. Um, and even just thinking through now, just what does deception look like 
um, in my own life and realizing that I, I feel almost, which I think is part of discipleship is that paying it forward to the next mm-hmm. intern. Like I have an intern starting in a month. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, so those kinds of things are in my mind too, where there's, how is a discipled? It's that hands-on, it's that alongside of, but for young adults who are listening to this, who maybe struggle with the wanting to feel ambiguous and, and, and not wanting to let people in, there were some scary conversations. There were some mm-hmm. terrible conversations. There were some, some hard times in that, but the growth happened because ultimately I let someone in and discipleship wasn't just teaching me how to be a quote unquote good pastor, but there was a, how to be a, a man, how, how to be a father, how to be a, a husband, how to love people well, how to balance work life and, and education all at the same time. And that was just something as a young adult that is invaluable that I don't think I would have, I, I wouldn't have ever seen that had it not been for buying the 2008 Toyota Yaris and mm-hmm. driving that egg, right? That little egg of a car from Chicago to Milwaukee every weekend for three years. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you? How were you discipled? I mean, yeah, we, Jared and I were at this, the youth group at the, the exact same time. Um, and so, yeah, very similar as well. Obviously, being a, a girl in the youth group, it is a little different. So, but I mean, it still is extremely relational. I mean, I'm not being pulled aside necessarily by the pastor, which I think we all want in a youth group, yeah. you know, but still having women leaders that are um, that are pouring in and even still having the ear of the pastor or whoever else if if needed. Like it like I remember talking with Mark, I think it was I don't know if it was when I was in high school or later, but him just kind of saying like, but you weren't somebody that I that I um because I always didn't I didn't like that I wasn't a f- I we always talked about favorites, right? right and so right. that was always hard for me. And I mean, he kind of voiced it as like, but I didn't have to really worry about you either. Right. And I think that was part of it too. But I I know in high school I was going through rough times and so I would just talk to people. Like I mean, I know it's all through conversation, but that's where I really learned a ton was in these conversations. So I remember having conversations with you, Chris, about specifically my, my father and, and just you saying things like you can't change him. These are not your problems. And Mm. I think those were huge for me to learn at that point in my life because I, and I still struggle with taking people's problems on as my own, but learning that then was, was huge for me. And then, yeah, as going into college and young adult life, I, I sought those things out. I sought mentorship. I sought discipleship out I wanted to grow as a person. I, I mean, as you kind of said, where you you get to these places where you're like, I I want to move forward, and and that's exactly where I was. So, I yeah, I sought those relationships out. I went to a church and said, I want somebody to mentor me, and they put me in contact with somebody, and we would meet and mm-hmm. just one on one. So a lot of my discipleship was one on one. Yes, I would do Bible study and things like that, but we never really became like a family or even accountability kind of sort of things that wasn't, we didn't really do life together either. Um, But a lot of discipleship for me in the young adult years, and even still now is seeking those relationships out. Mm -hmm. They don't always just fall into my lap. So if you're in the place where you're just like, but I want someone to come alongside me, then you might actually have to do that yourself. You might have to reach out and say, this is something I want and somebody can help you find that person to, to really bring you along. I mean, to that point, Jesus was revolutionary in the sense that he called his disciples. Normally, disciples would come and find their rabbi. Mm. So I, I think we kind of mm-hmm. get caught up in this, the mystery of Jesus of mm-hmm. like, 
I, you know, I want someone to come and say, I want to be, be seen. My I want to, yeah. and, and really, he was just being counterculture, which maybe there's a point to that being countercultural, but there is a level of we can't expect people to come to us. We got to go to them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you do that, Erica. Find uh, find a, a a woman or a young lady who's you can tell, like I, this is a conversation that needs to happen. And so, one of those beautiful things about you is I love that you just said, take it upon yourself to go find someone who's going to disciple you. I love that. But leaders take advice from someone like Erica here or Jesus, like we just talked about, or I know, you know, we've all done this in different ways, but go find the person and say, mm-hmm. I see something in you. Let's, let's go. And I've really appreciated it, that about you over the years of just seeing someone going, yeah, you know what? Let's chat. Let's, let's go grab a coffee. And then next thing you know, you're in a the throes of really intense conversations, which leads to some of the council corner with Erica stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where some of your topics come from is those real life conversations. So, and to be real, some of those, I mean, do we talk? Well, so some of those di- like on. discipling things, like when we disciple, they don't always go according to plan. That's, right. That's not true. It's so always easy. They always, nothing ever goes wrong. I mean, even following <laughs> Jesus, Judas like did not, quite get it either you know so (laughs) just realizing that even those that yeah that jesus was discipling granted the rest of them seemed to it wasn't until after he died and resurrected that they actually were like oh i get it but i mean i've had many people that i've super connected with and i've poured into and they are not following jesus anymore you know like and i think sometimes that can become really hard for us but as we've talked about too like we can't change them. That's not necessarily our job. And my hope and prayer is that they always end up coming back. But you, and I think that that can be hard for us as as disciplers as well. That we, when we, I don't want to say lose them, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. when it, yeah, when we don't quite, they don't quite continue to flourish, but end up kind of floundering. And the second one of that was, are are there were there different phases? And I know over the years we've talked about that it should deepen, right? And and I think that is what happens as you go along this journey is in the beginning, it's really just like, there's something here I like. I don't really know exactly what it is, but I'm going to keep coming and figure out what that is. And then you just get to know more and get to know more. And it, it does, it, it, it deepens. And then it takes on, you know, a whole phase of its own. And then you think you've figured it out and then you realize, nope, it deepens again and it keeps deepening and keeps mm. deepening. So... Um, I don't know if I have like specific actual phases of what that has looked like in my right. life, but I just know that there's things that will come up and then I'm like, all right, I need to go seek somebody out and talk about this because it's something new or whatever it might be. Yeah. Which is kind of close to the next question. So how, how has your understanding of discipleship changed over the years? And you're saying for you is less phases and more of a, I need a deeper something here or something here. So would you say it was more of a, you know, your understanding of discipleship, has it been more topical or have you had like a a big plan that you're aiming for or God's aiming for with you and you just always have the right people in your life to get you there? I wish, right? Wouldn't that right? be great? That would be awesome. Um, I mean, in the beginning, I think discipleship was just, was just like the basics, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we've come to realize that, and I shouldn't say we, I would say that I've come to realize that it, it is doing, just simply doing life with them. So I think you think it's, oh, it's Bible study, it's prayer, it's I'm going to reach out to you every once in a while. But, like, really good discipleship is, like, you're close. Yeah. 
you're in each other's lives, the good, the bad, the ugly, as you talked about, Jared, with, like, the hard conversations, the difficult things. Like, you're in all of it. Right. Not just, like, an every once in a while kind of a thing. Or we meet every Tuesday, you that, know? That's good. And I think Americans usually think of discipleship or church as formalized. Something formalized that has to happen this way. And what you're saying is the beauty that, that at least what I'm hearing from you, is the mm-hmm. beauty of what you've noticed with discipleship is the... It's the day-to-day. It's just the having somebody to kind of guide, you know, how you treat someone at Menards is important as far as being a disciple in that moment, which is good. Mm-hmm. Jared, how has your understanding of it changed over the years? I think one of the things that I would have thought would be a failure maybe 10 years ago that I realized is just part of discipleship now is is the end point in the time in which um, not every disciple-making relationship in my life, um, either where I'm being discipled or I'm discipling, goes on forever in this mm-hmm. in this continuum like there, there's a point where it's like um whether it's because they have either like physically moved locations like they or like like i graduate students out like i can't keep the same kids in my youth group because they get older they graduate new kids come in and um and there's even just seasons where it's like hey for the next little bit a sports season or or some sort of season is going to take this person out of normal meeting or normal communication for whatever reason. And so I think looking at disciple-making relationships and thinking about in the context of young adults, young adults is one of the most transient times. Mm. Like people come and go and there's mm-hmm. there's just different seasons. And so I, I think what I've learned is is um, with discipleship, it's kind of the seize-the-day the moment of let's take advantage of the relationships we have while we have them. Let's dig deep and not waste time. Uh, really pouring into one another and digging deep and, and trying to grow in our faith and understanding of who Jesus is and how to live for him. Um, and understanding that ultimately there is, there is a time in which these relationships do change and that it's okay. That change is coming. Mm -hmm. Some relationships, like obviously Chris and I have been friends for years and years and years, but there's also a lot of other guys who like played a role for Mm -hmm. six months or a week at camp (laughs) or -hmm. whatever it is. And that's okay. That's okay. So I think that's probably the biggest understanding that's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. No, I liked it a lot. And I, yeah, I, I think when I think of my understanding of discipleship, the biggest thing that's changed for me is when I first started following Jesus, it was very much kind of coming back to what, what I was saying with you, Eric, because I had a very formalized understanding of it. And I kind of saw discipleship as fitting within youth group or church. Mm-hmm. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized no, discipleship is the every moment thing. You know, if, am I leading someone to Christ in every moment? And I'm not sure that I'm good at that yet, but it's it's really cool to hear um, individuals be impacted by just hanging out with me. You know, one of the big comments that I remember on our way back from Haiti, we had a really tough trip with a lot of, you know, difficult circumstances that kind of came up. And one of the students said to me, you know, you never got angry at us all week. And we pushed your buttons on purpose and you never really got angry. Like, why is that? And it made this amazing conversation of, well, I follow Jesus. And what's, and then I said, what would be the point of me getting angry with you guys? Like that, that would have been detrimental to the whole trip. And he's like, yeah, I think I want to learn how to do that. And I was like, that's awesome. Like, let's, let's go. And so that became, you know, the next part of the conversation. So really beautiful. So this next one, I, I want it just in a, a sentence or a couple word phrase, but if you could say, you know, so Jared's leading a student ministry. Erica, you have a number of discipleship relationships in your life. And, and as you've mentioned on the podcast numerous times, you're also in this sort of transitional mm-hmm. phase of like, what's next for me? 
So I don't mean this question of what's next for you with the discipleship, but if you looked at the church 10 years from now or in the next five years, in in an ideal world, what would discipleship look like in your mind? So what's next for discipleship in a a broad sense? I I would really like to see just like the web or the – where you have – the much older generation, and you can just see it, that's pouring into, like, the middle-aged generation. Mm. And then the middle-aged generation is pouring into the young adult generation. The young adult generation is pouring into the high schoolers. Like, I would love to see that pattern and just that that's just what we do as people, you know? Hmm. You automatically – and not even just them pouring into them, but then you also have the going up too, right? Right. So – so then you have the young adult that is seeking out them, and then they have people that they're discipling. And so – I, that's something that I would love to see for discipleship is you can just be, go up to somebody and be like, so who's discipling you? And they would go, da 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 And they're like, well, who are you discipling? And they would go, da 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 You know, like there would just – they would just already know and they yeah. would just be doing doing that. But that it would just be, yeah, people older pulling them up and then people younger pulling them up. and yeah. Love that. One of the things that one of my mentors said to me at one point is if you can't name it, it's not happening. Right. If you can't put a name on who you're actually discipling and who's discipling you, then it's not really happening. So you have to have you have to entertain those conversations to get there. Uh, Jared, what about you? What's next? So I'm going to go a little bit different direction, and this might be well, that's its the own, whole point of the podcast. Its own uh, oh. podcast, <laughs> multiple be, voices. Yeah, this one might be its own podcast uh, episode itself. But I think over the next five years, specifically with discipleship in the church today, I th- I think we're heading into a, a season of discipleship looking like a ministry of reconciliation mm. Mm. because at the same time we've seen such division between a virus politics um and a number of other things that all kind of came to head at the same time over the course of a year so I, in my mind as a pastor i'm thinking over the next five years discipleship is is going to be leading a charge in reconciliation and getting people to unite um over the gospel and, yeah. and under mm-hmm. and really looking at that. And so as much as I would love to, to look at the mechanics of that, I think my <laughs> overarching view of it, it really is. I think we're heading into a season of reconciliation where we're going to, we're going to see discipleship look a little different because yeah. we're going to have to bond maybe over barbecue and sports or mm. something like that first, because church has been unfairly categorized with, that party or that party or masks or no masks and we might need to see reconciliation happen and and to get us back to the gospel truths that unite us as a church more than maybe even a program so i don't know so that's maybe mm. not the exact answer no, but no, that's but I, cool yeah, but i think that's yeah. as i think about it i think that's good and i i think what part of that is going to be us clarifying our positions and letting people really know where we're coming from because a lot of assumptions are being made about us yeah and so I think it'll be really important for us to do that. I think my little phrase or sentence is going to be just back to basics. I, mm. When I read the first century church, the way that they're discipling one another, it's not Paul discipling every single person. It's no. Paul making disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And that's been a passion of this church. That's been a passion of ours. That's why we, you know, that's why we have the discipleship relationships that we have. That's why it's such a blessing to have these people in our life that are both leading us in a direction and we're leading someone else in a direction. I, I think if the church could get back to that, instead of making it about the show or making it about programming that makes us happy or whatever, uh, it, it would be a good move for us in the next few years. So. Yeah, agreed. All right, there's discipleship wrapped up, 30 minutes, everything you needed to know. No. <laughs> Quite honestly, when we were doing this, it it 
sparked in me, I want to have a conversation with you about females in discipleship relationships anyway mm-hmm. with young adults. So we'll have to get back to that at some point in the near future, but um, that's good. So Jared, thank you so much. Hey guys, I appreciate yes. being able to hang out and seeing you both again. It's been too long. It has. It has. That COVID. It, yeah, and the beers and the cheeses. And the beers so and the far, cheese. it's like a cheddar wall. Well, it's in Wisconsin, <laughs> we have, are, you, are you saying beer cheese? Because that, that, yeah. that's... That you mix it all together, beers, man. Beers, cheese, bears, Packers, it all kind of all mm-hmm. goes into one terrible memory. And everybody so, hates the Packers, except for Erica. I love them. I know you do. It's hard to not be a cheese head when you live behind the cheddar curtain. Oh, my gosh. I can imagine that would be... I mean, you you just got to... Talent is talent. You just got to notice this, it. This and is camaraderie. <laughs> Talk about discipleship. The Packers have it down. They this know how to this make is the end of this podcast episode. We're done talking. All right. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yamcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to check us out on all the socials like Instagram at the Yamcast. We love to hear back from you guys, so please leave us a comment or a review, and we might even send you guys a sticker. Also, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com.